You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Maddie. I'm Scout, and we are two sisters just on a mission to get on a mic and chat and uh, grow. Uh, you're doing this weird thing with your face, Mads. We're on Zoom. Um, we are on a mission to hop on a mic and chat and connect. Wow. What a, <laughs> what a tagline that was. On a mission to get on the mic. I mean, that's what we do if you really boil it down to the most micro level. It's what we do. But anyways, you are looking yes. super chic. You are in a linen robe, and it's giving me all of the feels, and, I, and I'm, I'm jealous. I want the robe. Give it to me. So Give it to me. As I mentioned, as I mentioned, the vibe that I'm going for in life is if Jenny Kane had thrown up all over – my world view and this linen robe is just an accent within that entire universe that I'm trying to create and this is actually from H&M it is a linen robe and very affordable very chic you know extremely neutral so it's fading within within the ambiance you know you're just like this white blob in your apartment because again you aspire to be a blob we're always trying to reach blob status, and this is just one step further. Yeah, no, I, I, I think this is fabulous. I think it's really. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to copy you. Yeah, I mean, I was inspired by you. You influenced me um, in the robe life because you have that Mason Gray robe that is very decadent and uh, completely sold out all over the interweb. So I had to get wow. this next. I influenced you. I don't think, except for Untamed, I feel like I'm not the biggest aesthetic influence over your life, and so this is this is a moment for me to capture forever. Yeah, you should really, uh, you know, just take a snapshot. It's probably mm-hmm. not going to happen again, so uh, I'll just it. give it to you because it's your it was your birthday, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to so give it to you. I just came back from Laguna Beach. I spent the weekend at the Surf and Sand Hotel. Uh, with my husband, which was divine and lovely. We didn't like really even leave the hotel. We ate all of our meals there, um, oceanfront view. It was just, it was so nice, but I'm so happy to be home. I'm probably going to take a nap and just decompress and have a lazy rest of my Sunday. Yeah. I, um, I dropped my phone over the weekend. Oh yeah. First of all, I came up to surprise you or 
came down. I went down to San Diego to surprise Scout for her birthday on Friday and for Rosh Hashanah. So I spent the weekend at my dad's in San Diego. And naturally, um, I went outside to film a TikTok because he has some great TikTok backgrounds, um, you know, a lot of natural gardens that are that could be, you know, great TikTok backdrops. So I placed my phone on one of the um, trash cans and it immediately fell and came crashing to the floor. You know, this is such a TikTok first world problem. This is the biggest first world problem. And uh, yes, my phone did break in attempting a TikTok. So there we go. Anyways, um, I'm actually really excited because now I, I am more aware of the options that I have for an upgrade. One, I'm eligible for an upgrade. Two, the iPhone 12. Did you know this? The iPhone 12 is on the horizon. It's coming out in one month. So I'm Wait, getting this one repaired. Adam is always on the pulse of when the new iPhone is coming out. And I'm, I'm really, really shocked that I don't know about this. It was supposed to come out mid-September, but then got delayed, which is like really rare for Apple to delay a iPhone release. Um, but it's going to be a completely whole new model. If it was just like a little different then I wouldn't have waited, but I was like, it's, it's apparently going to be a whole new interface and, and shape. So I'm going to wait for that. But in the meantime, um, I have a very bright blue strip across my phone that makes it very, um, unfortunate to look at. Like I literally get a migraine every time I look at my phone, which can be a blessing and a curse because I have to do a job, but I also like, feel like this would be a good this is going to be a good thing for me this week is to kind of exit off the phone there's going to be a lot of Instagram happening on on the web you know on the desktop oh this is a this is well I mean we don't have to dive into this right now because I feel like I really want to gather my thoughts but this is great timing after watching the social dilemma oh yeah we're gonna have to we'll we'll do a deep dive because both of us have quite the thoughts yeah this is going to be a really great uh test case for me to um remove myself from the device you know yeah well um, I, I wish you luck thank you on this endeavor yes this means um, you're really not going to text me back oh yeah no the texting is not I mean I do have texting on the iPad on the on the computer this is just coming off really privileged I yes we have we can be connected in many other different ways in so many different avenues and platforms <laughs> and and devices, you know, devices. If I need you, I I will get to you. You will get to me. Don't worry. The phone is not the only avenue to me. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, I'm super sorry that your phone broke, but I'm also really excited to hear that there's a new iPhone coming out, although I don't – I think that's not – in on course with their yearly things because I feel like the one that I just got came out a year ago and it's usually every two years, but my timing could be so fucked up. You know what I mean? With with this year, I don't even remember anything of what's going on. So anyways, I'm going to talk to my husband about this Apple situation because I need in on this new iPhone. We are Apple junkies. We are a slave to Apple and I will admit to that. So that's good. Talking, talking about a slave to Apple um, and being a product junkie that we are, We recently purchased the new Apple TV and great tip, which I found out through Lauren Elizabeth, is you can connect your AirPods to the Apple TV. So currently I am doing a podcast in this, in the dining room area of my apartment and Benjamin, my lovely boyfriend, is standing like six feet away from me at the TV watching a movie in his AirPods. Wow, I didn't know that. You know, we have the Apple TV, and I don't even know what it does. So, Oh, Jesus. I don't even know. I think, I mean, we use it. I just don't know what it is. I it's don't, I don't quite know a it sophisticated does. piece of technology. Um, it's it? fabulous. Hmm. Okay, well, I will uh, attempt to learn more about the devices that are running my entire life, a la The Social Dilemma. A la, a la the, the whole weekend, we were like, The Social Dilemma. We were like screaming at everyone who yeah. picked up their phone. Yeah, if you sisters have watched The Social Dilemma, DM us on at OKSIS Podcast on Instagram. Kind of ironic that we're asking you to DM us on Instagram about The Social Dilemma. But we want to, I want to hear some of your guys' thoughts as we put together kind of our thoughts and kind of do a deeper dive into it. Maybe we'll do like a fix me up on it or something. For sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, sisters. So I had the most amazing weekend, but I was a little bit anxious. So... I brought my trusty premium Jane CBD with me. If you sisters are a longtime 
member of the sisterhood, you guys know that Premium Jane is the OKSIS approved CBD. Um, I have been super picky my entire life or, you know, CBD hasn't been around that long, but ever since CBD came around, I am very picky because my anxiety is off the charts and I have tried them. I've been in the market. I have tested them and I can confidently say that Premium Jane is it. I take it every single night before I go to bed. And if I'm having a little midday anxiety, I drop a few droplets in and just kind of mellows me out and makes me just a little bit calmer and a little less chaotic. So we are offering you sisters 20% off if you go to premiumjane.com and enter the code OKSIS. That's premiumjane.com, enter the code OKSIS, and you'll get 20% off. And that link is in the show notes. And also Mads is not a big fan of the oil, so she takes the gummies. You want to talk about the gummies? Yeah, I love the gummies. If you're into, if you want to be nostalgic and like revert back to your childhood self when you used to take like vitamins as gummies and like Sour Patch Kids, that is what Premium Jane gummies are like. They taste so delicious and obviously mellow you out, chill you out, which I'm always looking to do because the energy is high. Energy is high up here and we got to, we got to neutralize. We got to neutralize. So that is the way I take my Premium Jane and they're great. Yeah. So if you're looking to hop into the CBD train, which um, if you listen to OKSIS, like you know we're all about, that's premiumjane.com with code OKSIS for 20% off, sisters. Um, all right, this episode. Oh, should we do housekeeping? Yeah, just, you know, let's go through it quickly. I mean, I don't want to bore the sisters over and over with our housekeeping, but we have a secret Facebook group, OK Sisters. It's fucking popping. We have a newsletter. Comes out every Monday. Just go in the link in the show notes. Sign up for that shit. We got an Instagram, at OKSIS Podcast. And if you really love us, please text an episode that you like to your friends and rate, review, subscribe. Woohoo! That was a a strong housekeeping segment. Well, I'm a strong woman, so... Talk about strong women. On this episode, we interviewed Belen, who is the founder of the... Epinimus clothing line, Bellin. She creates high-end basics at an affordable price. They are kind of my go-to at this point. Like I'm always going for the white Bellin kind of crop tee. I'm going for the black long sleeve one. They just are this effortless piece that you can wash and wash and wash and wash. And it's not going to go to total shit like most of your basics or no holes, all that good stuff. I've been wearing them constantly. So we interviewed Bellin. I've seen her all over Instagram and it was so great to actually connect. And I felt like uh, I kind of went on a major tangent about how much I love money. So you'll just have to like stay, stand by for that. Um, but, <laughs> also, yeah. she is just, I think she's my quarantine expander. She just like lives in this fabulous home, like ranch in Calabasas and gardens and just has like a successful business. Her husband is a successful Instagram influencer with cars. Like it's just such a life. And and just it's all it's all great and she yeah. is such a badass woman I think there's a lot of uh takes from this if you are looking to either start your own clothing line or become an entrepreneur she's like no bullshit such a great leader yeah Belen and I got a little preachy and we will kick you in the ass if you are procrastinating on that dream of yours so get ready sisters um enjoy this episode and we love you we love you Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. 
Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Style and design go hand in hand for Belen Solomon. She has a keen eye for aesthetics that is apparent in all aspects of her life, fashion, style, interior decor, and social media. Her raw, organic, tell-it-how-it-is flair is a local trait to her social media identity. Her career encompasses a decade as an in-demand stylist. More recently, she recognized a literal hole in the fashion marketplace. After numerous high-end basics in her wardrobe ripped after a handful of washes, she endeavored to move into her first woman's line, Belen. The initial eight-piece collection sold out right out of the gate. Her staff is entirely female and marketing hinges on organic social media mastery catalyzed by the founder. Outside of her business, home, and social life, Belen remains a staunch animal activist. Without further ado, Belen. Hi, I'm exhausted just hearing that. (laughs) Well, you are just a multi-talented, multi-dimensional human being, and we are so excited to speak with you about your clothing line, which you, you know, graciously gave us some pieces to try on and keep. And let's just say that they are comfy F. They're my go-to staples, like a hundred percent. I have, I wear them. I have three pieces from you. I wear each one like at least once a week for sure. hundred percent. Honestly, nothing makes me happier. So I'm so glad because that's exactly why I made them for people to always reach for the same piece. Exactly. Yeah. We are self-proclaimed Bellin girls. Can we just say that? Yeah. Is that like a thing? Is that like a hashtag? I don't know, but like we're going to make it girls? a thing. I have a hashtag Belen babe. So Belen babe. You're, you're on the right track. Yeah. The alliteration is better. Let's do Belen babes. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's yeah. do current fixations. Scout. Okay. My current fixation is this new musician who I found on someone's Instagram stories. Like, you know, when you can put a song behind an Instagram story. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. It's Pip Milet or Pip Millet, if she wants to be French, not sure. Um, she's amazing. The first song I l- listened to was Love the Things You Do. Um, and then that's not even – or Like It Like That. That was my first one. And then I also like Love the Things You Do. It's I don't know how to describe it other than it's a little R&B, a little songwriter-y because the lyrics are super poetic and very at the forefront – 
Then I think maybe maybe some reggae, maybe some Jack Johnson, some soul. She's she spoke to me so immediately the minute I listened to one of her songs. I actually DM'd her. She has like twenty thousand followers on Instagram. I, I don't know how big she is. I no, I know nothing about her, but I DM'd her because I so related to her on like a visceral poetic level. And I was like, thank you for writing this music. I you know like it's speaking to my soul. It's exactly what I need to hear right now. She never answered. It's okay. She probably hasn't seen it, but hopefully, hopefully by me professing my love to this woman, Pip, that she hears this and then DMs me back because she's truly a magical human being. And I am going to find out where she lives and make her be friends with me. Oh my God. I I support it. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to find out where she lives and ask her why she didn't return your DMs. No, she just hasn't read it. Like, it's probably in her requests or something. But Ugh, she's hip. Really, she's, I know, Pip. She's really, it's, I think it's hard to find a new artist in today's age that actually really has a certain type of depth. Um, and she, and I'm also, when I listen to music, I have to listen to a song like five times to tell if I like it or if it fits with my vibe. It was instant with her. It was just like, she's on my level. I love her. And so she will, I'm going to manifest her as my new best friend. I'm into it. I'm going to listen yeah. to her. Yeah, this yeah, is she's a great. glowing recommendation. I think you had sent it to me. I think you were like on some couple glasses of wine, though, because you're. No, you know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> you were like, listen, a lot of things. Listen to this. No, hip. I wasn't on wine. I was on drunk on my soul. OK, oh, and I send okay. you lots of things and you don't listen to them. OK, what's your current fixation? Mads? <laughs> OK, so I think I have just been having an inner renaissance as I am currently trying to savor Glennon Doyle's Untamed, which it's not my current fixation yet because I have not finished it, but I would like to kind of bring a philosophy of hers that has just been, you know, got my my brain spinning. And that is my current fixation, which is like radical and genuine acceptance of <laughs> of the parts of myself that I don't find as favorable. And just, you know, understanding that happiness is just one piece of the emotional equation and it's not the whole part, right? And it's no by, it's by no means even the most essential one, which I think I've always lived my life um always favoring and valuing happiness as this like ultimate goal. Like if I ever feel struggle or pain, got to get back to happiness. How do I get back? Whereas these negative quote unquote negative emotions, which I kind of want to rebrand. I'm going to rebrand them to like growing emotions and or essential. Yeah. Yeah. Essential evolving emotions. This kind of like struggle part and emotions comes progress, comes curiosity, comes learning. And, um, you know, I think I'm just having this great time with myself where I find, uh, myself just checking in when I have these negative emotions. I'm like, wait, let me just like, let me just like take a, take a beat instead of running to like fix it or try to get back to like the homeostasis. Why don't I just like understand what is happening in this moment and like coming out of it uh, uh, from a place of curiosity rather than, you know, um, struggle and pain. So, you know, I'm having a good time in my brain these couple of weeks when I, after reading Glennon Doyle, she is just a true gem. I also sent you a follow-up meditation about that about discomfort with Sarah Blondin. So you should listen to that too. Yeah. So that is my current fixation. I don't think I've ever done a philosophy or like a mindset. I love it. I think that's amazing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Belen, what is your current fixation? So my current fixation is gardening. Oh, I, since being in quarantine, I've always wanted to do it. And I've never, obviously I've had like the time that I've had these past five months and like the obsession is deep, you guys. Like it started with one small garden bed. Now I have four. I watch master classes on gardening. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Ron Finley on Instagram. Like you, I want, I'm like DMing him, like, please <laughs> come to my garden. Um, <laughs> come to my garden. Come to my garden. Um, I'm, it's so therapeutic. It's so, it, it's like seducing. I, can, I I don't know how else to say it. Like 
seeing something that you planted and like flourish and grow. And I just felt, feel like so many of us have been out of touch with just like the simple things and the happiness and the joy that it brings me is like nothing else I've experienced, honest to God. And it's like, it's so rewarding. Like your tomatoes are growing and your lettuce is growing and you're eating it. And it's like, it's so important to be eating like sustainable, organic food right now. And especially ones that you're growing versus just being so, you know, like we're all on the go, go, go and like wasting shit and just not being conscious. You know what I mean? And my husband and I like started gardening and like, like you should see our text messages. It's like, did you see the zucchini today? It's, <laughs> so it's huge. We're going to eat it this weekend. So I'm like, the obsession is so deep. And I just like, you know, and it's all such a learning process, right? Like there's no failure in it because we of course fucked up and like planted lettuce when we shouldn't have. And like it bolted. And by the way, I just learned what bolting is. It's when the <laughs> lettuce gets tall and it a flower sprouts and um it's all such a learning it's taught me to be patient which i'm the least patient person on this planet mm -hmm. and the calmness and the stillness of it mm -hmm. and kind of to go back what you were saying just like kind of like taking a beat and being in the moment and like accepting of it it's just been amazing i i cannot recommend it enough like even just planting like herbs and ron finley that's like his whole jam is like showing you how you can literally grow herbs and vegetables anywhere. Like he does it in a suitcase, you guys, in an old suitcase. It's amazing. It's so fascinating. Oh my God. So you got to meet our dad. Yeah, I was going to say our dad is um, garden man. He like oh, yeah. took up gardening probably like five or six years ago and like really legit, like whole backyard. He's like, oh, you haven't seen my garden? Oh, come to the back. He's like so proud of it. He's like popping tomatoes in my mouth. He's like, I made this. And it's like, it is. The tomatoes are, are in, taller than me. And they're insane, right? They're insane. so delicious. Insane. So good. It is true. It is something, you know, I, I mean, I, as you said, you're very impatient. I am as well. This is why I will never have a garden. I don't think I could do it. But it is true that it teaches you this like, there's, it's, there's a tranquility about it and like a slowness and you kind of just like, you're just in the garden. Day. Like one day, one morning I was at, I was quarantining with my dad earlier uh, this month. And uh, one morning I was like, where were you guys? Were you guys like on a walk? They're like, oh no, we're in our garden. We're just gardening. They're just like, so like free flowing. I just love yeah. it. I love the, I love the lifestyle. Totally. It slows you down and you appreciate so much more. And again, I, I can't emphasize how rewarding it is. Look, I'm just trying to be like Oprah in Montecito, you know? Like, I, like, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Like, I'm wearing linen all the time now. Like, all my girlfriends are like, you're trying to be Meryl Streep and it's complicated. I'm like, who is it? That's Maddie's favorite movie it's of all time. Movie. I watch and, it at, like once a week. It's oh, my favorite movie. I, I watch it like there I it's a it's a requisite monthly viewing for me Absolutely. like I'm like wait I, it's the end of the month I haven't watched this complicated like let's get it rolling that is so funny that you say that because that that scene where she is picking things from her garden and Alec Baldwin's like can I hold your basket like uh, that is goals like that's the reason yeah. I would make a garden is to look like what? that hundred percent and by the way I like went knee deep into googling where that house is and it's in thousands <laughs> Is it really? Yes. We have been lied to. I I know. I know. And I, same thing, like once a month it's on. So my birthday was back in April, like when we were full gnarly lockdown mm -hmm. and my, we were supposed to go out of town and my husband was like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to watch this complicated and I want to start our garden bed. And he was like, only you would want to watch the same fucking movie you've seen 1000 times on your birthday. I was like, who does it? And by the way, I wore all linen and white when I watched it. Oh my God. This is, I think I need some linen. I think I need some linens and, and like get that. I viewed this house and it was so beautiful. I'm going to send you pictures of it, Blend. It, it, it was literally out of a Nancy Myers uh -huh. movie and it probably would have been in It's Complicated, but it was located in a very remote neighborhood that's probably anti-Semitic run by the KKK. So like we didn't pursue it. 
but um, insane. Yeah, no, that's what I was told after I fell in love with it. Um, insane, like so beautiful, exactly where Meryl Streep in It's Complicated would live if this house was like for sale in San Diego. Oh, so I live in Hidden Hills. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar where, where it is. So it's right next to yeah. Calabasas. Okay. And there's, it's an equestrian neighborhood and there's stunning houses, but there's this one house. I have to send you a photo. It's, it's Nancy Myers. Like I can't describe it and no joke. Like I just wait for the person to be outside of their house so I can be like, Hey, can I come in? And like, let me know when it's on the market. I always wonder about that. I like past houses that I really love. And I'm like, do you think it would be weird if I knocked on the door and said, I just want to see what it looks like inside. Like, do you think, is that weird? I think it's weird, but I have pure intention. But it might be, yeah, it might be a compliment. Like if someone came to me and they were like, your home is gorgeous. I need to like, I like your style. I feel like that would be a compliment if the person's not. Of of all the neighborhoods and areas, Hidden Hills, you could, you could pull it off. Because everyone is like, so happy here and like they ride their horses and like when we first moved here three years ago we were like what the fuck is wrong with people everyone's smiley because like we lived in the city for 12 years so we were like you know and people are like smiling they dropped off cookies and oranges and like everyone wants to help each other so I feel like if you guys ever come here we could totally knock on people's doors and like go in their houses like okay maybe maybe not the Kardashians but we could definitely go into (laughs) other people's houses as long as we don't have to ride a horse, I'm so in. Exactly. Okay, so speaking of linen, um, I guess we can just get into Belen and just like your clothing line. Would you ever consider incorporating linen into some pieces? Um, yes, for sure. I was going to introduce silks this <sighs> spring, but COVID hit. And I was like, no one's fucking wearing silk. Let's be real. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, I do plan to incorporate like silk and linens eventually. Because mm-hmm. um, the line is such a representation of me. And my style has changed so much since moving to this area. And as I grow and I mature. So I always want to like stay authentic and true to myself and the brand. Mm-hmm. So like linen for sure would be something that I would incorporate, but it having like a little bit of flair and not being like your basic kind of, cause I feel like people associate linen one with like vacation and two mm-hmm. older people, which I'm into both aspects by the way, <laughs> but like making it more like a modern, a modernized linen. Oh, I love so, that. So, yeah. Okay. Take us. How is your. Oh, no, I want to know how your style has, because I know you were talking about wearing linen and we'll go back to your like childhood and all that. But how has your style changed in quarantine? Because I feel like everybody's style is evolving so specifically and we are kind of going back to basics. But I'd love to hear how your style specifically has evolved. I mean, I'm going to be honest. My war sweats quite a bit pre-quarantine because I work from home. Mm. So I wasn't going into an office. But being in quarantine, like it's changed in the sense that, you know, I'm not going out to events. I'm not going to meetings now. And, you know, we're not like going out to dinners. So now like literally like my closet is all sweats (laughs) and like a couple cute tank tops, a couple cute tops, but it's about comfort Mm -hmm. and it's about like feeling secure. And in my case, like still feeling put together somewhat, because if I have a call or just if I want to feel more like a girl. Mm. Um, so it's changed in the sense that like my Birkenstocks have like gone up <laughs> for sure. Um, and just, oh, for me, it's always been about comfort. Like, and I was a stylist for 10 years before I started the line. And it was for me, every time I had a client or I was doing an event with a celebrity, it was always like comfort for me over everything because you're not going to feel good and sexy if you're not feeling comfortable, no matter what you're fucking wearing. Like if you're in a couture gown, like you need to have that aspect of comfort to feel confident. Mm -hmm. So I think that has been like a big thing for me in quarantine, like still feeling put together, but like being comfortable hundred percent of the time. Absolutely. Putting, being, Amen. being put together, like for me is like putting on gold hoops every day, no matter if I'm wearing full sweatsuit. It's just like that little added glamour that just like 
completes the look, you, you gotta have it. Okay, well, so let's- I don't wanna be like Hailey Bieber, you know? Well, I mean, obviously. That's what we're all trying to get to. You know, Meryl Streep <laughs> and Hailey Bieber. <laughs> I think I'm on a different path than you guys, to be honest. <laughs> Definitely not trying to be Hailey Bieber over here, but it's okay. I, I, I can fuck with yeah. it. Um, okay, so let's let's go back a little bit because we want to hear more about your background. You mentioned you're a, you were a stylist for um, quite some time before starting the brand. So talk to us about kind of how you got into styling and then what you learned from it in order to transition into creating your own line. So I always loved fashion. I, I grew up in Spain. Uh, like my, my parents are European and wow. I was always in Europe. Like even after we moved, we moved to America, I'd, they'd send me back for the summers. I studied abroad in Italy. Um, so I was always drawn to fashion. Like I have memories of like stealing clothes from my older sister and going to my mom's closet. And I, you know, I went to school in Santa Barbara. I failed miserably at regular school. Then I finally went to, um, fashion school. And that's when I realized like, I, you know, okay, like I'm succeeding in, in a subject. And I always worked in retail. Like I loved merchandising the models and the, the front. And I always dressed my girlfriends, like when we would go out or any event that they had. So it felt, it was very natural for me to go in the direction of like styling. And when I met my husband, um, he was a film producer at the time. So like my first really big like gig was styling a movie. So I would did the wardrobe styling for a movie and I worked like underneath like the main person, but like I was building my way up. So I started working on sets and then I met celebrities and then it kind of just like, I just taught myself, like I've always been like a hustler and like I interned and I like slept and I did it all. I didn't get paid for like two years, but I just, I didn't care because I was obsessed with like fashion and pulling clothing and putting looks together and feeling the fabrics and all of it. Like it, it, it's still to, 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 till today, it's like my, my love. Mm. And from, from styling like red carpets, cause I got burnt out with just like celebrities and just like, it's all such fluff, you know? And I, I just didn't feel any reward from it anymore. And I had gotten approached by a matchmaker company to be their in-house stylist. And so I basically Wait, worked Wait, what for do you company. mean? A matchmaker company? Like a, a person that- Like before they go on dates, Belen would fit them, right? Before the dates? Exactly. So it was a matchmaker company for successful men. So basically they would like, it, I can't remember, it was a crazy fee for these guys to be a part of this matchmaker company. And they would, the women would have to go through like a screening. Like, so it wasn't like just like random girls or like gold diggers or whatever it was. So it was like, you know, it had to be someone that they could be comparable to. Mm. So in addition to, to them kind of getting a makeover, nutrition wise, trainer wise, they had a stylist. And I loved it because, you know, I was actually helping people build confidence mm -hmm. and like through clothing. And obviously, as you know, same like with, with your hair, like what can a haircut do to you? You feel amazing. You're a new person. Same with a great outfit, you know? So it, from there, I met like really successful men and I kind of just started working with them for, for years. I still talked to, to one of them who's now married and has three kids. Like, so it developed from there. And then I was like personal shopping and just being like these people's go-to for events, business meetings, dates. Like I redid their wardrobe and like their closets and would pack for them for trips. And it was amazing. And then right after we got married in 2015, 2016, my husband's a content creator. He's um, a YouTuber, Instagram, all of that. And he has a large following and he approached, not approached me, but one day he was like, do you wanna make a clothing line for me? And I was like, I don't know the first thing about designing. I, I truly don't, like I love fashion, but like, I don't know what goes into designing. I can't, I can't even make a stick figure. So I, what do you mean? And he's like, why don't you just make me a collection and we'll sell it. And I was at a point in like my career that I was, feeling stagnant, you know, like I wasn't growing. Uh, yeah. I had great clients and like, yeah, I was making great money, but like, it was just, you know, it was a flat line. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll teach myself. I was like, if P Diddy did it and JLo did it, I can do it. 
that's the mentality that that is the mentality to have so I did a 12 piece capsule collection for men um it literally he told he asked me in end of November of 2016 and I launched February of 2017 and sold out in 24 hours Uh, so you went (laughs) you were you did you start with men's or is this something that you just fell into I started with men's I literally designed a collection with my husband in mind I I made pieces like for him like with what he would wear and and so he he promoted it on his platforms and then it just took off from there he has a platform and he just promoted it and it did phenomenal. And I obviously didn't think I was going to sell one piece, you know, of course, and it did super well. And I was just like, holy shit, maybe there's something here. So I did men's for the first year. And then I was nervous to get into women's, right? Because yeah, I have like a space in the, in Instagram Mm. on my platform, but nothing like he did. Mm. So I was really nervous to launch a women's line. Um, but I also felt like there was a hole, you know? And as I mentioned, like when you were reading the, my intro, I constantly had t-shirts and they were getting holes in them. And I had gap all the way to Isabel Morant Mm. and it was like, they sucked. So I was like, okay, well, I'll dabble into women. I'll start super clean, super basic. And what I'm lacking in my wardrobe, and I obviously, you know, from styling for so many years, I have a really good wardrobe. So I was like, if I'm lacking stuff, other women are lacking. For sure. 100%. So I launched women's in 2018. And, you know, I'm super fortunate that I have the best tribe of women in my life that are in the influencer space too, and have, we've all like really supported one another. And that really helped like, you know, Belen become the name that it is and the brand and the awareness that it got. And, you know, I just, it just turned two last month. So it's That's amazing. So let's talk about kind of, yeah, you transitioned into women, but why name the line after yourself? Is that more so just because you wanted to be the face of it? Was that an intentional um, strategy? My name is so unique, right? Like, it's not like my name is like Jane, you know? So (laughs) I, and it's so funny because growing up, I hated my name. Like when we moved to America, no one could say my name. I mean, they still can't, obviously. But I like, I remember I used to tell people my name was Jackie for the longest time. Oh, oh. your name is so beautiful. Thank you. Well, now, now as an adult, but like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, why did you give me a fucked up name? Like no one can pronounce it. And like my, you know, my sister has a regular name and I'm like, what happened here? So um, I named it Belen because... I just, I am the face and I am the brand. And because there's no other clothing I'm named Belen and it just resonated the most with me. And like, I just thought, you know, it's different, but it's kind, like it's a soft name, you know? And it just flowed well and it just, it kind of just worked. And like my blog was always styled by Belen and my Instagram was styled by Belen. So I felt like it needed to be cohesive. And that's how it, that's how I decided on it. How have you, because your stuff is basics, right? So when you go on to an e-commerce site and you see something that you want to shop for, a lot of the times, at least for me when I'm shopping e-commerce, is that something has to stand out that's different because the thing that's different about yours is the quality and the fit, right? Which sometimes is difficult to know for sure if that translates once you buy it online to in person. So what kind of strategies did you implement to kind of – execute and communicate that message and that kind of mission statement. I mean, I found you because Sivan Ayla would post you all the time and that's how I found you. And I've seen you like in her stories all the time and stuff, but so that's, you know, I trust her opinion on a good fitting t-shirt, but how do you kind of overcome that hurdle when it comes to telling your consumers that no, this is quality? Well, I think it's a great question for one, for two, you know, I think a huge sell, like selling point and a huge thing that in my advantage is that it's made, designed, produced in LA. So, you know, it, it's a higher quality. All of my fabrics are from the US too. 
There's a couple that I've imported from Italy, but like it's primarily all in Los Angeles. And I always like do videos and photos of myself to show how it fits a real body. And when I shoot, like all of my models are pretty standard size. Like I'm not using supermodels and I'm not using super tall girls. Like I'm using everyday women. So I like really tried to emphasize that, you know, it's made in LA. These are the, you know, the fabrics that I'm using and how it fits on a real body. And that it's that alone has been so helpful with selling. And of course, having someone like Sivan, who's a very dear friend of mine, love the brand, like she could not like the brand and then tell me, you know what I mean? Just because I'm a friend, but like she is a perfect example of how it fits all different body types because she's much tinier than me. And so having it seen on like bodies has been a huge selling point for me because it's like a live person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how do you keep, cause the price point is so good. It's just so good. It's like exactly what I want to pay for something quality, but you know, not super fast fashion. -y. How do you keep that price point? And it's like in like the 50 to 90 area, yeah. if, if correct me if I'm wrong, how do you keep that price point while keeping margins high, while keeping quality good, while making it in the United States. You know, there's so many things that have been deemed the impossible, but it seems like you've totally hit the right balance there. Well, I don't, for one, I don't mass produce. So I'm not doing like 5,000 units, 10,000 units where, you know, that's usually when you do have to go into overseas. Um, I'm just very, you know, particular and smart about the fabrics that I use. For me, it's quality over everything, right? Like it, I will always stay true to it being a good quality piece. And I never want to go over like, you know, I've always said I want to stay in that 150 like max like price point. Um, and, you know, I just source really smart. Like, you know, now we've transitioned into all biodegradable, recyclable, poly bags, shipping bags, my stickers, everything like I want to get to a point where every single thing that I'm doing is eco-friendly and good for the environment and I will always stay true to making it in the U.S. like that is the biggest and most important thing for me and just being really smart and just you know if I find a fabric and they're like you know you're gonna have to mark it up x y and z then I say well let's find something else because there's always there's always a solution mm. there's just always is and there's always another option Oh, I love how wholesome that is. And it feels like just so genuine. Um, and it makes consumers feel good about the product that they're purchasing and wearing. Um, I do want to talk about, cause you mentioned earlier, you've always been a hustler. Um, you kind of just, you obviously came from the fashion world, but you just went into designing without knowing one thing about it. And you kind of brushed off like that timeline and it was like super quick and you just figured it all out. But like, I kind of want to hear more of the more nitty gritty and the secrets that you probably did. Like, and maybe for some listeners that want to be designers and have no idea where to start, but then also maybe just in, in general, entering a space that you just have no idea and no, no idea where to start. Like, how did, did you just Google things? Like, did you talk to people? Like, what were like very tangible steps that you did in order to transition into that industry? So the obviously like I had severe anxiety and like was so nervous to go into the space and then I kind of realized okay like I know people right like I have friends and I have other friends who have brands and I just asked for help like I had no shame in it I like called and I was like hey like do you know a pattern maker or do you know somebody that I can like contact and what about a manufacturer and I was super fortunate that I, my manufacturer is actually someone I've known since I was 15. I've literally have known her for 20 years. And I remember posting something on Instagram and she reached out to me and she was like, yo, I, I have a manufacturing company in LA, in downtown. And I was like, so everything kind of like lined up, but I have a photo and I'll have to send it to you guys. It was like, I literally went downtown and I went into a fabric store. I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Like I can barely measure. And I was just like, I, I remember asking myself, what's scarier? trying this or not trying? What's the answer? Not trying for me. I rather fail. At least I tried, you know, and I knew I wouldn't fail because I knew like I had the de determination to execute. 
And I'm like, I'm not somebody who dwells, right? Like I'm not somebody who obsesses over a font or obsesses over a color or a name. Like I'm just like, give me my three options. I'll pick one. We move forward. And I've always been that way. And of course, not everyone's like that, but you know, I think just kind of having the end goal and just like being vulnerable, you know, like I knew I was going to mess up. I knew like I was going to like not know every single answer. I just asked for help. I read, I Googled, I researched, I went downtown. I asked all these people, like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I fucked up so many times, by the way, I still do. Like I still make mistakes, but I just was so determined to like follow through with it. And there's always a way, like there's so many people believe it or not, that are willing to help. Like, I think there's a lot of people who don't like to share information. I'm personally such a sharer. Like you need something, I got you. You can use my pattern maker. You can use my manufacturer. You can use my nail girl. Like <laughs> there is room for everyone in this yeah. space. And I think, you know, being like that was like a good karma that came back to me. Like when it was my turn, you know, to like ask for help. There's so many amazing things you just said. One, I also would venture to guess that since you know there's always another option that you were super malleable in the sense that you went in with an idea and maybe if this pattern wasn't good or that fabric was better or this silhouette was better you were adaptable and changed to the information that you were given because sometimes I think a lot of people run into problems where they're so steadfast on like this one thing and they don't change and evolve and move because just by opening the door to start the process, it's going to get you somewhere that, you know, you wouldn't have gotten beforehand. So I think that's super important and, and amazing to, to kind of reflect. And also I'm the same way. Mads is the same way. Sharing over keeping secrets is the way to go in business. It comes back to you tenfold. hundred percent. Completely, completely. Yeah. Um, one aspect that you mentioned, um, about you know not being so caught up on the font and the and the colors and what have you and just kind of like okay let's move on let's go let's go that reminds me a lot of scout um where she's just like I, I don't like to say like done not perfect but just like just like let's go like if you don't if you just dwell on it and sit around you're never gonna get it done and it's also gonna be an excuse for not to even start and right. I and no one's gonna fucking notice if you chose this or the other right one. so I kind of I kind of get in my head about that that's something I'm really working on where I will like for instance with graphic design it's something I love and admire and I'm just like I I am blown away by the way by what people come up with and then I sit down I'm like I could do it I'm gonna do it I spend hours I like agonize I'm like um you know it's like three in the morning I can't even breathe and I'm like oh my god let me just hire someone who knows how to do this and so I'm not like agonizing and I think it's a really good lesson to learn because you just you you're it's probably even better than what you're imagining in your head does that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah of course of course and that's when the aspect of asking for help comes in right like I know I know my strong skills and my weak skills and by the way you know for a really long time people were like oh well you could start it because you have money or you're this or you're that it has nothing to do with it mm. it is a, it's all mindset it's all a mindset it really is you don't have the money raise it you don't have the money get that second job get that third job figure it out. Like people always, it's always that, well, I don't have the money or I don't have this. Like there's, again, there's always a way, there's always a solution. And like people just, I think there's, it's a combination of people being not like lazy and just wanting it handed to them, which by the way, is so not rewarding, you know, like you are like my spirit animal. I literally go on tangents like this to my husband on the regular, you know, like on the regular, people always say certain things. Like I started my company with, I think I spent a hundred dollars to start it and I didn't graduate college. I never worked in a PR agency, never interned for a PR agency, started it with no money and grew it super fast. Like I needed nothing other than the mindset that I could do it, the willingness to figure it out and the hustle and the drive. Like that's all I needed. And one could say that, of course, you know, I'm, you know, have a situation in my life where I was given those that support to have that mindset and have that confidence. But there's a lot of people that I know that grow up with money, with connections, with this, with that, and they can't get over the mindset thing. And therefore, 
they can never grow into their own and build something even with all the resources that they have. Of course. I know a ton of people like that too. And it's like, it, it all comes down to that. It's all about having the determination. And, and by the way, even if you do get the help, like that's fucking amazing too. And why, why would that be something that you should hold against someone? Like, mm-hmm. Again, I know a lot of people whose families are mega wealthy and they're fucking dwindling their thumbs. So, it, you know, a lot of it is determination and, and character. Yeah. Oh my God. I literally scream this at the top of my lungs at like before I go to bed every night. <laughs> <laughs> it's your character. <gasps> Well, it is because, I mean, people don't understand and and people should know Mm -hmm. right now, like, it's not the money, it's not the resources, it's not the help, it's not the education, it's not the experience, it's your willingness to wake up in the morning and say, I will not stop until I make this happen. And maybe it's, you know, happening, making, you know, plan A happen or plan B happen, but a plan's going to fucking happen. And that is the only thing that will get you towards success is that determination and mindset. 100%. I can completely agree feel like I'm in a like in church but not but like oh my god you should see when I get which we could talk about in another episode because it's kind of sounds silly on but it's not like I had like a glass of wine at a fancy restaurant with my husband and I just was like we were talking about money and business and I just said kind of loudly I love money (laughs) and he was a little embarrassed and I was like why? Why should I fucking be embarrassed by that? Like, I love making it. I love keeping it. I love spending it. I love the whole fucking thing. I love figuring out how to get it. And women aren't told to say something like that because money is supposed to be dirty and it's supposed to taint you and it's supposed to be what like mean people have or whatever. Like, it's such a shitty narrative that we put on ourselves. And if all women just step forward and said, one, I have the mindset and two, I would love to make some money, we would be in such a better position in society for sure. For sure. 100% 100% agree. Wow. Scout on one today. Look at her. She's schwitzing, spewing out wisdom. It's Belen. She's inspiring. <laughs> she I really like- is. I mean, you're just an inspiring gal. Okay. So Belen, you said, um, so now you are, you know, doing the damn thing. Are you still styling or just kind of completely have transitioned just to becoming a designer? I completely have transitioned into just being a designer, but I style every single one of my shoots because I will have that in me. It's in my DNA, right? Like, and um, I still style like my husband every day, obviously, (laughs) because he's like a disaster without me. But when before COVID, you know, he, he shoots a lot, he travels a lot. So I would, you know, I would plan out his wardrobe for every single day for his shoot, literally Polaroids, outfits because I love it. Like I miss it so much. So, you know, if an opportunity came for me to style some, again, I would, depending on what it was, I would 100% do it because I do, I truly do miss it, Mm. but I get to style like the shoots and how I, you know, even the looks that I'm creating and designing, it's all hand in hand for me. Love it. And then, so what's next for the line? Can you give us a little sneak peek? Um, well, COVID has been a bitch. Yeah, I bet. Um, all of my 2020 plans, uh, definitely changed, but I do have new tracksuits for fall and I'm doing shorts and a sweater situation and it's going to be really fucking cute. Oh my God. I'm sticking to basics, you know, like last year I did like holiday and I just feel like holiday is not happening this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Holidays are canceled. Sorry. Sorry. 2020. Um, so, no, I, no, but then I, I feel like you're sticking to your core. I mean, it's just, it, it, people come to you for a specific look and that's, that's what we're going for. Yeah. Like, you know, basics made to last. That's like my whole motto. So mm-hmm. it's basics made to last and a little bit of elevated basics. And, you know, I got really lucky that when COVID hit, I had like my Gigi tracksuit come out and it did super well. Mm-hmm. And like, that's where it's at. So I'm always going to stick to like cozies and but elevated so like you're not you're not looking like just shoveled you know and I think that is where fashion is at you know not just fashion I think makeup too like everything is just about simplicity you know less is more clean beauty having a clean face and being in a simple outfit and also that's ethically sourced Mm -hmm. you know and not totally harming the environment like that's really you know that is the future and that is where it has to go you know and I want to be a part of it I love that. I love it. You are like a warm cup of tea with a shot 
of some sort of alcohol and with like, like and with like some wholesome some, but bam. some like romaine lettuce on the side with some cherry tomatoes okay that's the nicest thing you've ever said so maybe with a little bit of cinnamon you know anyways please tell everybody where they can find you and purchase your incredible line a shop with com, and instagram is also shop with Boleyn. And, you know, they're just, they're good everyday pieces. And it's the, it's what you reach for every single day. Mm-hmm. It's what I reach for every yeah, single day. Yeah, it's okay, sis, approved. Oh, I thought you were going to say where to find us. Um, oh. And you can find us at okay, sis Podcast. Thanks, sisters. Thanks. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together